What's going on? Welcome back. That was a very, very clustered introduction. So I will start over with articulation. Welcome, everyone, to the Daily Fitness Education. I am your host, Kyle, personal trainer, online coaching people, coaching coaches, getting people more involved in how to help each other learn, grow, improve, become better, ultimately with the main goal of helping people move more. Um, it's a complex task. People would think that going for a walk is, you know, is pretty easy, except tons of people don't get off their butt to go for a walk. Hold on. Echo. Oh, my, my Alexa won't, won't stop. I gotta unplug it. All right. So there's, there's far too many, uh, tasks in place, especially, you know, uh, what people believe. Belief is essentially just, you know, created by where you came from. How many times, think of it in your life, how many times have you done things that your family done uh, has done with the justification that, well, I was raised this way, you know, the main indication of why we believe certain things is because of what we are taught from where we came from. Uh, many people are like, well, I don't, I don't lean on the crutch of like my family did this and family did that. And, you know, in, in many ways, I've gone against what my family uh, does not all of them. Some of them are, you know, quite health conscious. The other ones, you know, don't take care of their health much at all. And that's okay. Everyone's at a different place. What's important here is when I'm saying the daily fitness education, I'm not saying you have to be healthy and fit. I'm not saying you have to, you know, improve your life. You can, that's a choice. It's like saying all people must be ambitious. People who only make $20,000 a year are less people than people who make $200,000 a year. It's not true. Sure, in value, in direct value, typically people making more money are adding more value to society. But how much you add, how much you do, your effectiveness as a person does not define your worth. To me, all people are worthy. Um, so just so you're clear on this, I'm not saying you have to do anything I'm saying here. I'm saying you can. And if you do those things, you typically will experience a better quality life. If you're not healthy, you're going to feel that. If you are healthy, you're going to feel that. There's a very different lens of how good you feel on an everyday basis. If your back is broken and if your back is not. We're talking now specifically on back health. But when we talk about, you know, respiratory health, heart health, uh, you know, circulatory health, muscle health, joint health. You're going to feel all those things. Emotional health. If you look to improve those things, they get to improve and you get to feel better about yourself. Um, the cool part is that I've actually gone through the trenches of these things to come out on the other side. I wasn't gifted them right away, right? I had to learn about health and fitness. I had to learn about mental health. I had to learn about all these things. And I was on a, in a conversation this morning with my business partner, Jess, uh, Jessica Ritzman, um, you know, co-founder of the Endgame Fitness. And the, you know, the details are she's struggled just as much as I have, you know, um, if not more or less, there's no measurement here. It's not like, well, you haven't experienced my struggle. It's like, yeah, but I've experienced struggle and I know what that's like. So empathetically, if you're in a, if, if you're in a weird spot, just trust the things that I'm telling you to do in here are things that have directly improved my life. And if you apply them, they should directly improve yours. We're going to dive into flow a little bit deeper today. Um, 
and talk about why most people don't experience uh, and don't have a great experience in their life. This is why depression is through the roof. This is why right now COVID seems un, unmanageable and unfathomable for many. So as we start to dive into today's podcast, we'll start discussing why, not in my opinion, but in my experienced observation, applying what this book talks about has been very beneficial for my life. We'll talk about it in just a moment. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kyle Roche, and this is the Daily Fitness Education, the podcast designed to highlight how anyone can become successful in any endeavor at all in life. Learning every day. I'll discuss something that I've learned in the past, something I may have learned that day, or something that I'm about to learn. Through books, mentors, courses, formal education, colleagues, and practical steps with clients, You can listen along through the lens of a personal trainer and the healthy enthusiasts around me and learn from my trials and tribulations as to how to achieve the intangible habits to pursue your own future in fitness. Alrighty, end game addicts. What you do for a living makes a remarkable difference in terms of your outcomes. We're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, and then we're going to talk about some practical applications. Knowledge is only effective if you can apply it. Um, so the world belongs to those who can take action, and the action takers define the world. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how strong you are. If you can't take action, you'll never be able to create trajectory and change your life. I've said, you know, focus on direction, not perfection. If you're focused on being perfect in your workout form and perfect in, in your exercise technique and perfect in all those things, yes, I have services Um, you know, expensive ones and affordable ones that can teach you how to do these things in a very simple, straightforward, progressive type way. But they're not 100% necessary, right? Um, What's 100% necessary is that you learn to be biased towards taking actions, okay? So as we start to rip this thing apart, okay, I'm looking at this book here. It says Autotelic Jobs, okay? And people love games, We all love to play either board games or games with each other or, you know, racing games or, you know, video games, shooting games, fantasy games. People love games, okay? You don't have to be a gamer to enjoy playing a game. It can be a sport. It's also a game, right? Um, But we want to talk about your work because your work will directly impact your quality of life around it. If you're completely deflated from work, the likelihood of you going to do a workout is going to be extremely low. Your self-esteem, uh, the number one indication of human action. This is, you know, grounded theory, grounded studies. The number one indication of human action is self-esteem. How you feel about yourself dictates how you act. Okay, so moving into this, uh, if you have a job that is extremely deflating, you're unlikely to be as healthy and as athletic. And those things, we're talking about your future and health and fitness, okay? These are directly correlated. You're like, well, Kyle, why don't you talk about workouts? I'm like, because if you want to go and talk about workouts, go to YouTube. Go and watch a million people talking about the shit that doesn't matter, right? There's a reason why only 1% of the planet has abs. Because no one's talking about the rest of life. They're talking about your one workout, right? So um, 
The more a job inherently resembles a game with variety, appropriate and flexible challenges, clear goals and immediate feedback, the more enjoyable it will be regardless of the worker's level of development. If you've ever worked in a factory, I've worked in factories growing up, you will realize how redundant that job is and how much you want to freak out and can't wait until the job is over so you can go home and not be at work. This is not very good, in my opinion, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong if you're working in a factory. All I'm suggesting is there's nothing game-like to it. There's no level of competition. There's no human spirit. And why that, why that is a problem is because you'll be wishing your life away every single time you're at work. Okay, so when we talk about how to improve your life, we want to make sure that what we're doing with our steps each and every day, or at least working towards them, right? Um, be the best kind of construction or line worker you can possibly be. Sweep the floor as best as you can possibly be. I watched a video with Grant Cardone, 10X guy, you know, fairly, fairly effective. There was this 14, 15 year old kid that came into his office and was like, I want to learn how to be an effective investor. And he was like, here's a broom. Sweep that ground the best you possibly can. And his lesson was not like to discourage the kid from looking into investments and understanding finance. It was to learn ethic, learn work ethic, learn how to apply you doing your best work or the best, you know, consistent, intense outcome work. Um, you can. I've worked in, you know, burger pits and and factories and farms and all those things and I've never had a lazy, I, that's that's a lie. I've had lazy fare or like lazy attitudes at certain points in my life. Um, that being said, the vast majority of my intention is to be working hard. Only now am I, you know, working on work that is a lot more fulfilling based on following the things we're discussing today. And, uh, you know, still have the same ethics that I carried when I was working in burger pits and sh uh, stocking shelves at no frills and all those different things. So, um, continuing on in, in to improve the quality of life through work, two complementary strategies are necessary. On the one hand, jobs should be redesigned so that they resemble as closely as possible flow activities, hunting, uh, surgery, okay, things that require a ton of amount of articulation and detail. Uh, but it will also be necessary to help develop personalities uh, by training them to recognize opportunities for action, to hone their skills, to set reachable goals. When we're working towards goals, let's say it's learn you learning how to learn a dance move or you learning how to uh, strategize in a video game, you're much more focused and you're much more present. Um, and this is how we get the most out of our work. Things that don't challenge us often don't create a ton of reward when we've been successful with them. And they don't create a ton of engagement. Um, so, when, when it comes to work, um, they disregard the quality of the immediate experience. They base mo motivation um, strongly on the, on the strongly rooted cultural stereotype of what work is supposed to look like. They think of it as an imposition, a constraint, an infringement of their freedom, and therefore something to be avoided as much as possible. It's very interesting to consider work and look at it this way. Because many, many, many people um, will say that work um, sucks. Monday sucks. You know, I don't want to go to work. I can't wait to go home. Um, and this is this is very cultural. I I have many times in my life 
You know, I heard very early on in my learning to enjoy every day of the week. Every day is a new chance, you know, live every day to the fullest. I've heard those things many times. Um, but then you go to work and you're like, oh man, I can't wait till Friday, right? And you start to believe that because cultural belief, right? Cultural uh, people around you now, um, this is exactly what it's saying. It said, they base their motivation instead on the strongly rooted cultural stereotype of what work is supposed to look like. Now, ask yourself this. This is a very, very important question and it's gonna sound somewhat discouraging to the masses. But do you want what the vast majority of people around you have? That sounds really discouraging, but vast majority of people around you are not very healthy. They're not very well-read. They're not very ambitious. They're not very successful. They're not very anything because it's only about 1%. So it's going to be rare for you to walk across someone in amazing shape. It's going to be rare for you to walk across someone um, who's quite intellectually sound, emotionally healthy, right? Because all of these things take persistence and purpose-based work. They're not enjoyable, right? A lot of times I'm reading a book and I'm like, man, I don't want to read this book, but I read it anyways. Do what you should do, whether you feel like it or not, right? Um, but I don't think of these things as an imposition or a constraint. I see them directly tied towards my outcomes over time. Um, something to be recognized. When you do things that are not easy to do, a workout, um, you know, uh, reading books, studying, taking courses, spending your last dime on education, um, it's hard for you in the beginning when you're working on self-development and self-growth, it is very difficult to believe that it's going to have the outcomes that people promise you it does. I get that. I, I went through that for quite some time. I was like, man, how can like me reading all these books and taking all these courses and listening to all these successful people, I'm hoping it works for me. I'm hoping that by, you know, burying my mind in into what's suggested here by hyper successful people, I'm hoping that it works for me. Um, but there's also something called the seven-year exponential time frame. And I've heard this explained. It'll take about seven years on average before you see dramatic changes in your life. That's how long you have to delay gratification, right? Mozart wasn't famous. He, I think he did it in the shortest time possible, but wasn't famous for nine years in his process, in his level of mastery. So when you're playing the long game, um, you want to be able to understand how long that long game is going to take. So if you're like, I want to be a millionaire before the time I'm 20, I'm like, it's going to take some time. You know, you better have started at 10, right? Um, and instead of rolling the dice and playing the lottery and hoping that your life gets better by some random freak accident and chance, because it's likely not going to, why don't you just work at it? Why don't you just create your future in fitness. Why don't you just create your life, sculpt it, and give up on the idea that a lottery is helpful. I've never, I've bought a lottery ticket maybe twice when I was like 18 and 19. You know, realize the statistical likelihood, but then also realize that by not cutting corners, by always working the full extent, doing what's necessary, you build character as such that you're resilient enough to create all of the outcomes in your life. So for yourself, what I'm suggesting here is that 
don't live in this cultural world where like the lottery and 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 not being at work and being at home is effective uh, or even helpful for you emotionally. If you have been off of work in this COVID thing and you've been at home watching enough TV to drive yourself absolutely insane, you will realize where mental well-being comes from. It comes from your ability to take action on the things that you know you should in your life. Make food for your kids, make food for yourself, exercise, read books, go to sleep on time, sleep well, sleep long enough, drink enough water. All these things provide integrity to yourself. You know, do a little bit of work, help someone. You know, if you're living entirely for yourself, don't be surprised if your mental health and mental well-being is not where you want it to be. If you don't have a really strong sense of self. That being said, there's a remarkable amount. And I talked about this yesterday. I'm pretty sure my podcast, a a remarkable amount of your well-being tied to your self-talk. Either way, without looping too much back into it. Okay. Um, A big problem with work, ultimately, to kind of cycle back in here without my insane digressions. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoy the loopholes I run down. Um, The third reason involves burnout. Too much pressure, too much stress, too uh, little time to think for oneself, and too little time to spend with the family. This is one of the biggest reasons why people don't uh, love their work. And they're saying that this happens uh, a lot with executives and managers. So people that feel they don't have enough time to connect with the people they love around them or even spend enough time in reflection, meditation, you know, have time to themselves are finding that's one of the biggest issues with work. Um, Which is what I think a lot of people have started to realize in the onset of this whole um, COVID thing is that it's not very fulfilling. It doesn't make you feel very good uh, to be, you know, massively interconnected, but there is a balance. There is a balance of how much you want to be working and how much you want to feel your purpose and then how much you want to relax. Um, But a massive amount of your conflict at work is due to you not connecting and you not being able to work uh, with people effectively. I mean, think about this, um, how people treat you and how you treat them. Um, and then your expectations of how people treat you. If you're a manager and people walk all over you, you know, you're going to feel really, really frustrated about that. Or you're just going to kind of go with the flow. But there's a lot to be said about um, the relationships you have at work. Um, then as we peel back the layers, um, without without skipping past all the frustrations from work, we know that it's important to try and build work that you enjoy in your life. Oftentimes it's it's things that resemble games. Build games at work. Have fun at work. Whistle while you work. Instead of falling into this cultural idea that work is painful and work is annoying and Monday sucks and TGIF and all these things that I, do, I don't believe are personally relevant, every day is a good day to improve your life. Every day is a good day to be progressive for both yourself and the people around you. Your job and your work adds value to people. The more intention you put into it, the more you'll get out over time, I promise. So there are hundreds of ways ways to relieve stress. If you aren't working in a situation that is frustrating emotionally, you're going to have to figure out how to relieve stress. Okay. Um, The first, some is based on better organization. The, the other is delegation of responsibility. 
uh, better communication with coworkers and supervisors. Uh, others are based on factors external to the job, such as improving your home life, your leisure patterns, or interdisciplines like transcendental uh, meditation. I usually walk through a handful of things with people. We talk about, okay, so you're stressed. I'm like, how do you, can you relieve those things? Instead of thinking that you're insane because you have uh, anger problems, why don't you realize that you're a human being that is responsive to your environmental stimuli? If you have a bunch of family who are, you know, really hard on you, only natural that you're going to be really hard on yourself or have a weird inner monologue. So what you can do is either change your family relationships or move out. Okay, boom, very simple, very complicated, but um, change your environment, change how you think about yourself. Um, then you can stimulate your brain with a bunch of different, you know, positive affirmations and gratitude and realize that your brain and you have a different level of self-talk uh, when you've changed the stimulation going into your brain. Step number one, emotional health, detailed conversation, not diving into it too much. You can meditate, downregulate. It's simply just you going for a nap pretty much. Um, you take a nap, you're going to feel more relaxed when you get out of it. Pretty standard, okay? Uh, you sleep well. You haven't slept well last night. You got maybe two, three hours, maybe five, six hours. You're not going to feel the same and you're not going to be nearly as relaxed as if you had um, eight, nine, ten hours, right? Those are all going to make you feel a lot more restful, okay? An exercise, a workout. Workouts release a ton of endorphins. If you are frustrated emotionally, you do a workout, oftentimes you're going to come out and be like, I feel awesome. And that's great. Right? I'm super excited for you if you're feeling better based on your workout. Um, you can also eat better. Less inflammation connects your, you have a, a nerve in your body called the vagus nerve. It connects your gut to your brain. And if there's inflammation in your stomach, it's going you're going to feel brain fog or brain fatigue in your mind. So food has a direct correlation as to how you feel. There is uh, a lot of science that suggests you are what you eat. And that's one of the main reasons is your vagus nerve. If you're eating and, uh, you know, addressing your food uh, and eating inflammatory things, like for me, I'm intolerant to almonds and potatoes and dairy. If I have those things, I know it sucks, right? <laughs> inflammatory to potatoes and, uh, you know, dairy. It's actually quite a few people, to be honest. Uh, but almonds, man, I got robbed there in the, you know, the dice of life. Should, I should be able to eat almonds. They're amazing. Anyways, so um, that's the checklist. I'm like, so exercise, meditation, you know, connection with others, um, environment, sleep quality, water quality, you know, inflammation, nutrition, all those things. That's the checklist. Um, but then we can go on to take this a step further, right? If your work is stressful, I'm talking about ways in which we can try and improve it. Um, but if your work is stressful, and your home life is stressful, you're going to run into some problems. So what do I mean by this? Okay, so delegation of responsibility, better organization, better communication with coworkers. Are you expecting to do everything yourself? Are you incapable of asking for help? Are you incapable of seeking finding coaches? Are you believing that your process the things that you know are the best ways to get things. And I believe this is probably one of the biggest limitations. People are unwilling to invest in people who are more intelligent than they are to show them the path, right? Like business coaches, people want to build the business themselves and feel like they did everything. Or you can hire a business coach, streamline your process, turn years into weeks and those weeks can be highly profitable and lucrative and straightforward towards your goal. 
okay? Fitness. People want to watch all the YouTube videos themselves, right? Like the amount of courses that I've taken, could, I could not have studied that stuff myself. The amount of textbooks that have been written based on human anatomy and physiology, I could not have compiled that information myself. Okay, like understanding that people before you will improve your experience in life and capacity to help others is a direct thing. Now, why am I going down this rabbit hole? Well, there's companies that provide meal prep service. If you're a very busy person and you've got the finance, you know, invest in that. You expecting to take on the world, be like the perfect father, does all the tasks, you know, cleans everything, cooks everything, um, you know, never watches TV, never relaxes, sleep perfectly, eat perfectly, like allow yourself to be a human, realize that you're infallible, build systems that work like on Thursdays, play games or on, you know, Saturdays, drink beer and watch TV. Like I don't care what your systems are, but they have to be progressive for you. The adage of you not living in a system, not having rules to your life, is going to allow you to have pretty poor outcomes. I'm saying build the systems, build the situations of delegation. If you only have so much time, don't in in an ego sense be the person that's be like, no, no, I clean my house. I I I need to clean my house. Cleaning is is a thing for me. I'm like, if it's meditative, sure. If it's creating stress, it's not your thing. Okay, learn to let go of things and tasks that you do not need to effectively do yourself. If you work nine hours a day, don't spend another two hours cleaning and cooking and, you know, conversing and like focus on what's going to make your life better directly. And I promise you, you'll be more efficient at getting to your goals. Either way, this was a very open-ended, uh, detailed observation of of what makes your life better um, and uh, with, a, with a dash or a, a focus in on your the quality of your work life. And how that's going to directly impact how well you organize your lifestyle. This is what we coach, right? How well you organize your lifestyle will directly correlate to the outcomes of your health, your fitness, your relationships, your wealth. But you can't, you can't be lazy. You can't be lazy about it. You got to be pro- proactive. So I'm going to leave with this. So we have a ton of different products and content we can use books. Uh, we've got the interest of fitness. We've got, you know, journals to organize your lifestyle. We've got courses. We've got tons of stuff that you can attach to to help you improve your life. But it only comes if you take action. So my call to you is to, if you truly want to improve your life, find the content that is there that you can learn to apply and apply it so you can make your life better. Either way, folks, I love you guys very much. Um, we have all of this stuff at the Endgame Fitness um, or at the links uh, at the Endgame Fitness Facebook page. You can find all of our content and products there. Have yourselves a wonderful day. I love you guys very much. Thank you so much for your support, uh, kindness, uh, consideration, and bring on the questions if you want me to talk about anything specifically in this podcast because I know I'm a, a rambler. Then we'll have um, we'll have some time to do that as we move forward. So folks, have yourself a beautiful day and we will chat in 24 hours. Peace.